The ACBE Forum, Volume 61, October 2022, Number 4. Published by the American Council of the Blind. Read by Nancy Gahagan in the recording studio of the Perkins Library. Be a part of ACB. The American Council of the Blind, trademark, is a membership organization made up of more than 70 state and special interest affiliates. To join, contact the National Office at 1-800-424-8666. Contribute to our work. Those much-needed contributions, which are tax-deductible, can be sent to Attention Treasurer, ACB 6200 Shingle Creek Parkway, Suite 155, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, 55430. If you wish to remember a relative or friend, the National Office has printed cards available for this purpose. Consider including a gift to ACB in your last will and testament. If your wishes are complex, call the National Office. To make a contribution to ACB by the combined federal campaign, use this number, 11155. Check in with ACB. For the latest in legislative and governmental news, call the Washington Connection 24-7 at 1-800-424-8666 or read it online. Listen to ACB reports by downloading the MP3 file from www.acb.org or call 518-906-1820 and choose option 8. Tune in to ACB Media at www.acbmedia.org or by calling 518-906-1820. Learn more about us at www.acb.org. Follow us on Twitter at ACB National or like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash ACBNATIONAL. Copyright 2022 American Council of the Blind. Eric Bridges, Executive Director. Sharon Lovering, Editor. 1703 North Beauregard Street, Suite 420, Alexandria, Virginia, 22311. Table of Contents. President's Message. Congratulations, We Did It. By Dan Spoon. Traveling to Schaumburg. By Janet Dickelman. 2022 ACB Conference and Convention Summary by Katie Frederick. ACB Awards Scholarships to 20 Outstanding Students by Denise Colley. Sleepless in Omaha by Cachet Wells. My ACB Braille Forum Raffle Story by Alan Peterson. ACB Membership Committee Seminar, Membership 101, compiled by Artis Bazin. Amendments to the Constitution and Bylaws by John McCann Summary of 2022 Resolutions Summary of the July 1, 2022 ACB Board Meeting by Penny Reader Affiliate News Here and There, edited by Cynthia G. Hawkins Hi-Tech Swap Shop Upcoming Forum Themes and Deadlines December Electronic International Relations Committee, deadline October 24th. January, TBA, deadline November 21st. Are you moving? Do you want to change your subscription? Contact Sharon Lovering in the ACB National Office, 
1-800-424-8666 or via email. S-L-O-V-E-R-I-N-G at acb.org. Give her the information and she'll make the changes for you. President's Message Congratulations! We Did It! by Dan Spoon Congratulations to our ACB members, staff, and colleagues. We did it. Our first ever truly hybrid convention was a huge success. This year's hybrid convention showcased ACB's commitment to inclusion for all of our members and blind and low vision colleagues. All members had an opportunity to participate in the ACB candidate elections through the Vote Now platform. Congratulations to Gabriel Lopez Cafati, Terry Pacheco, and Rachel Schroeder for their election to the ACB Board of Directors for the first time. We welcome back to the board both Jeff Tom and Connie Sims to continue their excellent service. Penny Reader, Zelda Gephardt, and Cache Wells were all re-elected to the Board of Publications, BOP, for an additional term. We also considered 20 resolutions and four Constitution and Bylaws amendments that were all debated and voted on by our members in both an in-person and virtual Zoom environment. There was healthy discussion, and everyone had an opportunity to participate. It was interesting to realize that two of our three newly elected board members participated virtually, and one of our re-elected BOP board members also participated virtually. The convention had amazing tours, with a lovely walk across the Senator Bob Carey Pedestrian Bridge from Nebraska to Iowa, featuring Omar the Troll and remarks from Megan Lawrence, Nike's Vice President of Accessibility and Get Up and Get Moving Health Hero. There was a wonderful dinner cruise down the Missouri River, a historic tour of the Malcolm X Museum, and a slugfest baseball game between the Omaha Storm Chasers and the Toledo Mud Hens. There were over 80 hybrid workshops with excellent song quality and over 25 audio-described tours of our national parks and museums. The virtual portion of the event was kicked off on Thursday night with an outstanding Friends in Art showcase with amazing talent on display. The exhibit hall was back with a slew of vendors demonstrating new products and technology. It was amazing to physically get your hands on the items and have the full shopping experience. There was an audio-described showing of the movie West Side Story and a wonderful virtual auction that lifted everyone's spirits for the convention with over 150 items. We recognized the last three years of J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows and DKM First Timers during opening session. We also recognized three years of ACB scholarship winners and presented 20 video interviews with this year's fantastic class of students. It was exciting to hear the affiliate roll call in the ballroom on Saturday night and let out a big scream for all we have been through over the past three years. Unfortunately, we did experience our share of COVID-19 virus transmission, and the ACB board and members will need to discuss the consequences and options for future events. Both Leslie and I tested positive after returning home, and we know we are not alone. We recognize the challenge, and we sincerely hope that everyone is in good health. The reality is that this stubborn virus is becoming inescapable. We have lots to learn from our first hybrid convention. I hope you had a chance to complete the convention survey. The convention committee has held multiple community calls to gather feedback from our members and friends. 
There have been meetings with the affiliate presidents, the ACB broadcast team, staff, sponsors, and vendors. Janet Dickelman, convention chair, and Rick Morin, ACB media manager, will be compiling the results of these efforts for a comprehensive report to the board at the fall meeting in October. We appreciate all the member feedback. Your ACB leaders will be working to improve our 2023 convention in Schaumburg, Illinois. Once again, thanks for an amazing 2022 convention in Omaha, Nebraska, and around the world through our ACB media network. Traveling to Schaumburg by Janet Dickelman The home of the 2023 American Council of the Blind Conference and Convention will be the Renaissance Schaumburg Convention Center Hotel in Schaumburg, Illinois. Convention dates are June 30 through July 7. The opening general session will be on Saturday evening, July 1. Our banquet will be held on Thursday night, July 7. The exhibit hall will be open Saturday through Wednesday. We will have day-long tours, both Fridays, June 30th and July 7th, with many other tours throughout Convention Week. Special interest affiliates, committees, and our business partners will hold sessions throughout the convention. Traveling to Schaumburg The Schaumburg Renaissance is served by two airports, O'Hare, Airport Code ORD, and Midway, Airport Code MDW. O'Hare is 18 miles from the hotel. Midway is 36 miles away. Taxi costs are $35 from O'Hare and $66 from Midway. Please keep in mind that additional charges may be added due to time of day and weather. Closer to the convention, we will be able to provide up-to-date taxi information, as well as information regarding local paratransit and metra. Train Information if you'd like to travel to Illinois by train, Chicago's Union Station is 31 miles from the hotel. Chicago is also served by Greyhound. Staying in touch. Once again, this year, the conference and convention announce list will be filled with information. To subscribe to the list, send a blank email to acbconvention-subscribe at acblists.org. If you received updates for the 2022 convention, you do not need to subscribe to the list. Hotel details. Room rates at the Renaissance are $98 per night plus tax, currently 15%. Reservation information will be posted when it becomes available. For any convention-related questions, please contact Janet Dickelman, Convention Chair, at 651-428-5059 or via email, janet.dickelman at gmail.com. 2022 ACB Conference and Convention Summary by Katie Frederick for the past two years, ACB conventions presented unique opportunities for the organization. Thanks to technology and countless hours from volunteers, we hosted two outstanding virtual events. As planning began for the 2022 convention, the stage was set for a hybrid event, another first new opportunity for ACB. The 2022 conference and convention activities officially began when President Dan Spoon called the convention to order on June 22. 
Many ACB special interest affiliates held meetings or other virtual programming during the following three days. Those attending the in-person event began making their way to Omaha the last week of June as conference and convention hybrid activities began July 1. Saturday, July 2. President Dan Spoon called the opening session to order in Omaha Saturday evening, July 2. Mark Bulger, President, ACB of Nebraska, welcomed everyone to Omaha. Opening session traditions included the President's and Executive Director's reports, awarding life memberships, recognizing DKM and J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows, hearing from Bob Simonera, CEO of Vespero, for the Diamond Sponsor presentation, and an ACB Angels tribute, Yolanda Phelan and Vicki Johnson. The evening concluded with the roll call of affiliates. Sunday, July 3. Sunday morning's general session honored ACB scholarship winners, recognizing those in person who won in 2020 and 2021 when the virtual conferences took place. A tribute to ACB Angel, Bernice Kandarian, California, recognition of corporate and individual sponsors, updates from Mark Workman, president of the World Blind Union, WBU, and Jason Broughton, director of the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled, NLS, concluded the program for the morning. The session concluded with nominations and speeches of members running for the board of directors. Monday, July 4. Highlights of Monday's general session included scholarship presentations, honoring ACB angel Josette Kernigan, an Omaha historical presentation, and electing members to ACB's Board of Directors and Board of Publications. The Audio Description Project, ADP, presented well-deserved awards. We heard from the 2022 class of ACB scholarship winners and an update from Cindy Hollis, ACB's Manager of Membership and Engagement. Tuesday, July 5. For several years, a highlight of Tuesday's general session has been the talking book narrator. This year's narrator, Ray Fouché, did not disappoint. The Council of Citizens with Low Vision International, CCLVI, presented scholarships, and we heard from more 2022 ACB scholarship winners. A tribute played honoring ACB angel Rod Chard of Colorado. Clark Rockfall, ACB's Director of Advocacy, and Swathanand Kumar, Advocacy and Outreach Specialist, provided updates on the 2021 resolutions, the 2022 legislative imperatives, and encouraged everyone to keep advocating. Wednesday, July 6. Today's general session highlighted many ACB activities. Members of the Resource Development Committee, RDC, thanked everyone for their support of the auction, walk, the Angels Program, the Braille Forum Raffle, and more. Thanks to everyone's generosity, these popular fundraisers are successful. Eric Bridges, ACB's Executive Director, and Nancy Marks-Becker, Chief Financial Officer, presented on the growth of ACB. Day Al-Mohammed, Director of Disability Policy, Domestic Policy Council, addressed attendees. Thursday, July 7. The final general session of the hybrid convention began Thursday morning. Traditionally, during the final general session, resolutions and constitutional amendments are read and voted on, and this year was no exception. After many hours of thoughtful contributions and debate from ACB members, the hybrid general session adjourned. 
the 2022 Conference and Convention afforded in-person and virtual opportunities for ACB members and friends. Gathering in person was a treat for those of us who made it to Omaha, but thanks to technology, those who participated virtually had an enjoyable experience. I don't know about you, but I'm already looking forward to connecting again in Schaumburg, Illinois, next year. ACB Awards Scholarships to 20 Outstanding Students by Denise Colley Once again this year, the ACB Scholarship Program is privileged to recognize and honor a highly qualified class of students as they venture forward on their higher education journey. This year, we decided to give you all a little glimpse into their busy and productive lives. Krishna Bodwala is from Jersey City, New Jersey, but is originally from Gujarat, India. He is a graduate student pursuing an MBA in management. He will be attending New York Institute of Technology. Kevin Cohen is from Hewlett, New York. He is an undergraduate student pursuing a BS in accounting and a BA in economics. He will be attending Binghamton University, State University of New York. Brody Enoch is from New York, New York. He is pursuing a law degree at the City University of New York's School of Law. Gabriel Gates is from Thornton, Colorado. He is a graduate student pursuing a degree in leadership and educational equity in support of his new career in disability support services and higher education. He will attend the University of Colorado. John Jirasi is from Wabin, Massachusetts. He is an undergraduate student pursuing a degree in communication and media studies and a minor in religion and theological studies. He will be attending Merrimack College in North Andover, Massachusetts. Madeline Gross is from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. She is an entering freshman and wants to pursue a degree in art therapy. This fall, she will attend Marywood University, located in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Carmen Guzman is from Celebration, Florida. She is an undergraduate student pursuing a degree in music education. She will be attending the University of Miami. Maureen Hayden is from College Station, Texas. She is a graduate student pursuing a Ph.D. in marine biology. She will attend Texas A&M University. Kasei Hussein is from Austin, Texas, but is originally from Iraq. He is a graduate student pursuing a master's in social work. He will attend the University of Texas. Robert Lamb is from Fort Collins, Colorado. He is an undergraduate student pursuing a degree in environmental engineering. This fall, he will attend Colorado State University. Julia Murray is from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She is an entering freshman interested in pursuing a degree in exercise science, preoccupational therapy. She will be attending Slippery Rock University. Camille O'Neill is from Gretna, Nebraska. She is an entering freshman and is interested in pursuing a degree in business, data analytics. This fall, she will attend Creighton University. Gania Usasi is from San Antonio, Texas, but is originally from Algeria. She is an entering freshman and is interested in pursuing a degree in health information technology. She will be attending Austin Community College. Grace Patterson is from St. Petersburg, Florida. She is an undergraduate student pursuing a dual major in English literature and law and society as a pre-law student. 
she will attend Florida Atlantic University's Wilkes Honors College. Avery Celine is from Cary, North Carolina. She is an entering freshman and is interested in pursuing a degree in biology. She will be attending the University of South Carolina. Bhavya Shah is from Stanford, California. He is an undergraduate student pursuing a B.S. degree in mathematical and computational science with a minor in education. He will be attending Stanford University. Brandon Swallow is from Rockingham, North Carolina. He is an entering freshman and is interested in pursuing a degree in information technology with a minor in cybersecurity. He will attend the University of North Carolina. Malia Thibodeau is from Pell City, Alabama. She is an entering freshman who is interested in pursuing a degree in international business and foreign language with a minor in entrepreneurship. She will attend Hillsdale College. Tatiana Tolliver-Hughes is from Dunbar, West Virginia. She is an entering freshman who is interested in pursuing a degree in humanities, advocacy, communications, or public policy. At the time of this application, she had been accepted at two different universities, but hadn't decided where she would attend. Chantal Zuzi is from Holden, Massachusetts. She is an entering freshman who is interested in pursuing a degree in international development or international relations, with a minor in computer science. Chantal will attend Wellesley College. ACB Scholarship Program was established in 1982. The American Council of the Blind and the American Foundation for the Blind, AFB, have formed a partnership to offer educational scholarships ranging from $2,000 to $7,500 for legally blind students attending a technical college or who are entering freshmen, undergraduates, or graduate students. This program awards students with scholarships to help with post-secondary education financial needs such as tuition, fees, room and board, and other additional costs associated with adaptive technology. Sleepless in Omaha by Cachet Wells Restless nights, busy days, and some very anxious afternoons. This was the pre-visualized summary of my many feelings as the time drew near for my summer's Sleepless in Omaha adventures. One could say it was like the last day of summer dance merging with the excitement of the first day of school blues. It was almost like the developing of an amusement park super roller coaster ride with lots of highs and lows. Cruising past those curves of anticipation to expectation, from nervousness up and over through zealousness, downward spinning thoughts of, what should I pack? And those upward bound lifts screamed, oh my, now I've really overpacked. At one point, I even said, Throw the whole suitcase away after weighing it for the third time. Can you imagine my dilemma? It was just too much to fathom. Between keeping up with registration deadlines, scheduled activities, check-ins, and logins, I was definitely zooming around while getting geared up for all the convention festivities. Not quite positive, which came first, sugar plum visions or those nightmare-on-elm-street-like clips that plagued my mind. I was determined to keep it all organized and in order. Yet suddenly thinking, is this the right time to go? The cost is increasingly mounting. And lastly, the two people I love more than this world, my parents, had now tested positive, and I was scheduled to leave in three weeks. Could this be a sign? I was excited. 
yet not so excited because this was going to be my first flight, first time in Omaha, and the very first in-person national convention for me. This convention trip was going to bring my virtual reality into a new space in such a huge way. For as much as I have traveled, I had never flown before, and I was unconsciously helping the universe come up with many reasons as to why this wasn't the time to try it now. However, some things you just know when you know. And I decided, if not now, when? So off I went like the making of a great movie, traveling like Thelma and Louise, zipping fast and furious over highways, through airports, and across the friendly skies from Florida to Nebraska. If you could just imagine, like data uploading to our devices, you can guess that my mind was racing. Thoughts scrambling of what to expect. Will there be time to fit it all in? and of course the excitement of meeting all my new friends in person. Finally, the day arrives, and it's wheels up from here. I'm on my way. Touchdown, I'm here safely. That wasn't so bad, I thought to myself. And I was off and running from that moment on, from baggage claim to check-in. This was going to be a great convention. I sat in my room for a few short minutes, just to soak it all in. I've traveled many places over this life but I couldn't believe it. I had actually gotten on a plane. Now this may be a norm for some, or maybe even many, but for me, it was my first. I'm always challenging myself, but this was something new I'd never put on my radar or bucket list. And I did it. Self-advocacy is always great when you exceed even the boundaries you set for yourself. Now it's time to get going. Outlining the plan for attending the sessions, putting in time to get some work done, and carving out some good old quality time to meet up with friends. And again I thought, will I be able to squeeze it all in? Each day brought its own excitement and ambition of what I was to accomplish. Unpacking all the valuable information provided by sponsors, committees, and special interest affiliates made for some very noteworthy meetings. Every passageway, hallway, and of course those elevator intermissions made for great breaks to engage with others and make new acquaintances along the way. With so much going on from sites to sessions, tours to table talks, from mixers and mingling with more friends in the community, made for a few sleepless nights in Omaha. Trying my best to make as many events as I could and get in a little me time in the hot tub was a surefire juggling act worth balancing. I would be remiss if I forgot to admit that as a foodie, Omaha did not let us down. Whether at the hotel cafe, bar, a neighboring restaurant after a stroll, the steakhouse a few blocks away, or that delicious barbecue at Smoking Jay's, we didn't leave Omaha disappointed. What a convention to remember and one for the books of ACB history. A wealth of experience and knowledge gained to be carried away and shared. Participating in the convention not only opened up an outlet for so many of us to connect and give back, but it has afforded me an up-close perspective about more of the foundation of this organization. I am reminded why I get involved, engaged, and continue to advocate for blindness beyond the walls of my community. The many memories that have been acquired from my attendance and the ability to see democracy prevail through the ever-evolving inclusive actions and representations that allowed for the convention to be made available in a hybrid manner for those who were not able to be there. I do hereby declare, and be it resolved, that the mission set out to attend and be an active voice at the ACB National Convention has been completed.
Upon leaving Sleepless in Omaha, I do decree that I shall rest until it's time to do it again. Until the wheels lift to Schaumburg, Illinois, when we can Zoom or sit together next year to see the credits roll in, well done, ACB leadership, membership, and staff. My ACB Braille Forum Raffle Story by Alan Peterson I don't remember exactly to whom I sold my first ACB Braille Forum raffle ticket, but one of the first tickets I sold was the winner of the $5,000 prize. For better or worse, this early success helped me to become hooked into being a Braille Forum Raffleman salesman. A very appreciative thank you to all who bought a 2022 ACB Braille Forum raffle ticket, whether it was from me or from other sources. This was the second year that we were successful in selling all of the 500 tickets that were printed. Of course, there were three people, groups, who did win a cash prize, but I emphasize that all who bought a ticket are winners because you collectively are supporting a great cause. I must emphasize that your support of the raffle is a great consolation prize. I wish to express my appreciation to those who bought a ticket from me personally. Yes, I did meet a personal goal to sell at least 150 raffle tickets this year. With a little help from my friends, I can claim to have sold 160 tickets for the 2022 ACB Braille Forum raffle. One of the friends I must thank and recognize for her help with my success is Nancy Fila in the ACB Financial Office for helping me with credit card sales and tracking the tickets I had taken responsibility for selling. Many of those who I sell tickets to have bought tickets from me for a number of years and are still waiting for that call that they've won a prize. I wish I could tell each of them they were winners. But on the other hand, I can truthfully say their investment in the raffle supports publication and distribution of a great institution, our ACB Braille Forum. ACB Membership Committee Seminar Membership 101 Compiled by Artis Bazin, ACB Membership Committee Chair. The theme for this summer was Membership 101. The first panel topic was How to Recruit and Retain Members. Julie Brannan, President of the Washington Council of the Blind, said networking is our biggest asset. Most members are brought by members. She suggested having a session on how to share the benefits of your affiliate with new or prospective members. It might take time for potential members to understand the perks of being a member. WCB has a list of benefits on their website along with a brochure. Some committees have brochures as well for seniors and families. Pass them on to ophthalmologists in English and Spanish. Inviting participation from special interest affiliates adds members to the state affiliate. Keep a good relationship with the state business enterprise program and the state rehab training centers. Ask new members to join committees to keep them involved in your chapter and affiliate. Find ways to keep in touch with members. Matt Selm, president of the Kentucky Council of the Blind, said that involving members in local chapters and special interest affiliates retains members. To encourage members to renew their membership, ask them to pay dues at the state convention and give them a second opportunity to join at the beginning of the year. They have a newsletter and monthly news radio channel, which podcasts the news. They send phone reminders for all events. There is a president's meeting where members can give feedback. KCB offers life membership at an affordable cost. They encourage members to participate in this option. 
Danette Dixon, first vice president of ACB Diabetics in Action, uses community calls for many of their events to reach more people. They have special speakers of interest to those with prediabetes or diabetes. ACBDA gives support, information, and what diabetics need to learn. They hold fundraisers of interest, shared on the community call list as well. Danette shared how this affiliate helped her when she became a diabetic. We also discussed how to reach people in rural areas. Speakers mentioned that hybrid meetings help. Zoom meetings and conference calls are a good option for more rural areas or even areas in a city not near another chapter. Members at large should have regular meetings to learn what is happening in an affiliate. Share any announcements about your chapter meetings or other events on your website and on email lists as well as social media. Have mentoring sessions as well as special monthly calls on books, technology, and other topics. It helps to have a membership coordinator in each chapter. WCB has a CARES program with a Sunshine Committee and encourages involvement. The second panel focused on how to give the best orientation to new members. Gabriel Lopez Cafati, president of Blind LGBT Pride International, said they invite new members to join their WhatsApp group. They contact new members immediately to ask about their interests. They acknowledge them at the next meeting. They encourage member participation in board meetings. They teach them about what the organization is doing. They invite new members to participate in committees and convention meetings to get the new people excited. State conventions are also a good way to nourish and welcome new members. They mentor members into leadership positions. Amanda Selm, president of ACB Next Generation, said they have a membership orientation guide. Their mission and vision are on their website, as well as the home for all their activities. On the website, anyone can find their constitution, the About the Organization page, committees, events, and benefits. They let members know they appreciate them. One membership perk is helping members create an elevator pitch, customizing them to fit each person. They have a diverse board and build relationships to learn members' needs. They ask what each person has as their goals and objectives. They have a formal orientation at convention where they discuss the group's committees, history, etc. Michael Garrett, vice president and membership chair for ACB of Texas, said they provide informative calls on a regular basis. They explain what benefits are. Members often remain members if they have received information which tells what the organization's history is, what advocacy the organization has provided, and what ways they can participate in the future. Speakers then answered questions about using social media. Social media can be used for a members-only group on Facebook. NextGen is part of Messenger. NextGen also has a neighborhood Facebook page and uses recognition to tag people on Facebook. They use Clubhouse to hold spur-of-the-moment socials. She suggested affiliates include a link to their website on all social media. Search for people who know how to use social media to assist your affiliate. This year's Affiliate Growth Award for the largest percentage of growth was awarded to the D.C. Council of the Blind, which grew 469.56%. The Affiliate Growth Award for the largest number of new members went to Randolph Shepard Vendors of America, which had 125 new members. Watch for upcoming ACB membership focus calls.
Amendments to the Constitution and Bylaws by John McCann ACB adopted several amendments to its Constitution and Bylaws at the annual conference and convention. In Article 6, Paragraph C, the change is to the fifth sentence to include written electronic communication, such as email. It now states, C. The Board of Directors shall be the governing body of this organization between conferences and conventions, provided that it shall make no policy decisions and take no official action in conflict with existing decisions or actions of the conference and convention. The Board of Directors is hereby authorized to establish an executive committee consisting of five members selected and constituted in the following manner. Two members shall be elected by and from among the ten directors. Two members shall be elected by and from among the five officers and the immediate past president. The president shall serve as chairperson. Except for the president, no executive committee member shall serve for more than two consecutive one-year terms. The executive committee shall meet at the call of the president or upon the written request of three of its members. Such requests shall be sent to each board member or their designee, which designee shall have signed the confidentiality agreement applicable to all board members, via any means of written electronic communication at least five calendar days prior to the proposed meeting date. In order to expedite the conduct of business, which cannot wait until a regularly scheduled meeting of the Board of Directors, the Executive Committee shall be authorized to act on behalf of the Board of Directors between regular meetings of that Board, provided it shall make no policy decisions and take no official action in conflict with existing decisions or actions of the Board of Directors or the Conference and Convention. Minutes of each Executive Committee meeting shall be sent to each member of the Board of Directors within 15 days after the Executive Committee meeting, or at least seven days prior to the next meeting of the Board of Directors, whichever occurs first. In Article 4, Paragraph H, a similar change was adopted. The paragraph now reads, H. The President may call a special meeting of the Board of Directors at any time and shall call a special meeting of the board upon the request of at least five members of the board. Notice of the meeting shall be sent to each board member or their designee, which designee shall have signed the confidentiality agreement applicable to all board members, via written electronic communication at least seven days prior to the meeting date. The time, the location, and the specific purpose of the meeting shall be included in the notice. Under Bylaw 6, Paragraph B, several changes were made to set the deadline for acceptance of resolutions and for reporting resolutions to the Convention. The paragraph now reads, B. Resolutions Committee. The President, within 60 days after the close of each national conference and convention, shall appoint a chairperson and not less than four additional members as a resolutions committee. Any resolutions to be considered shall be submitted not less than 60 days prior to the opening date of each conference and convention. Resolutions submitted after this deadline shall only be accepted if it can be demonstrated that circumstances effectively precluded their consideration prior to the deadline. The committee shall communicate this deadline using the ACB Braille Forum and other ACB communication channels not less than 120 days prior to the day of the opening session of each conference and convention. All resolutions submitted to the committee within the aforementioned deadline or that have been accepted after the deadline 
shall be reported upon, with or without committee recommendation, unless the resolution is withdrawn by its author or an individual representative of the author designated in writing. If a resolution is adopted by the conference and convention, and during this process, any conflicting previously adopted resolutions are not rescinded, the most recently adopted resolution on the subject shall take precedence. To view the Constitution and bylaws online, go to acb.org constitution bylaws. If you would prefer a hard copy version, contact the ACB National Office. Summary of 2022 Resolutions Resolutions 2202 2022-10, 2022-11, 2022-22, and 2022-23 were withdrawn prior to being considered by the committee. Resolutions 2022-01 and 2022-20 were considered by the committee, but were withdrawn prior to being presented to the convention because the actions they were calling for had already been put into place. Resolution 2022-02 was considered by the convention, but it failed. Resolution 2022-03 was referred to the Advocacy Steering Committee. Resolution 2022-05 was considered by the convention, but failed. Resolution 2022-21 was considered by the convention, but it failed, too. Resolution 2022-06 directs ACB to work with the Braille Revival League to explore the best way to create a climate and an expectation that Braille labels will be required on products produced and sold in the United States, and instructs the executive director to include information on the progress of implementing this resolution in his report to the 2023 convention in Schaumburg, Illinois. Resolution 2022-07 instructs that ACB work with the Braille Revival League and Library Users of America to ask the Board of Directors and Board of Publications to reinstate 12 hard-copy issues of the ACB Braille Forum. Should the boards decide that it is not feasible to resume producing 12 issues, they would have to provide the specific reasons to the membership. Resolution 2022-08 directs ACB's convention coordinator to seek to include the provision of cosmetics with Braille and large print identification as a necessary component of any new contracts ACB enters into with convention hotels. Resolution 2022-09 instructs NLS that, commencing with new releases, NLS produce all its audio materials with a textual equivalent, asks that NLS explore updating its existing audio material collection to include a text equivalent, and directs that ACB request annual updates on the addition of text equivalents to their digital audio collection. Resolution 2022-12 direct ACB's president and or their designee to review resolutions which have been adopted, commencing with 2021 instructs ACB's president and the resolution's chair to provide a status update for each resolution and directs that a regular annual report on the status of each resolution be given to the membership. Resolution 2022-13 directs ACB to call upon YouTube to publicly establish a date to roll out the audio description feature to all users and instructs YouTube to work with ACB students and the Audio Description Project in order to reach out to content creators to assist them in creation of high-quality audio description content. 
Resolution 2022-14 directs ACB to strongly encourage and work to promote theater companies' use of live audio description as the only effective means of communicating the visual elements to the blind theatergoer. Resolution 2022-15 instructs ACB to begin a dialogue with Amazon to determine the best solutions to ensure that Amazon's disability customer support line staff will provide accurate product descriptions for people who are blind or have low vision. Resolution 2022-16 directs ACB to seek systemic change in order to achieve more permanent settlement in disability rights cases, and that, as a first step, ACB, through its Advocacy Steering Committee, seek to collaborate with other entities dedicated to civil rights to identify, evaluate, and implement legal strategies and other means and mechanisms for promoting long-term positive structural change through civil rights settlements and consent decrees. Resolution 2022-17 instructs ACB to request the Aging and Vision Loss National Coalition to conduct a study aimed at developing empirical data that will document both the problem and its potential solutions clearly, and directs both groups to undertake appropriate educational and advocacy efforts to ensure placements in institutionalized settings can be avoided to the maximum extent possible for individuals who are blind or have low vision. Resolution 2022-18 directs ACB's Advocacy Services Steering Committee to develop an approach that will allow outreach to some of these Medicare-managed care organizations, including Medicare Advantage plans, to determine whether our interest in durable medical equipment for people with low vision and vision services can be forwarded by working with this kind of Medicare hybrid entity also instructs ACB's Advocacy Services Committee to explore what legal remedies exist for the unconscionable intransigence of CMS and other elements of Medicare who have remained stubbornly unwilling to entertain blindness-specific programs even as pilot projects, and directs the committee to provide a progress report at the 2023 Leadership Conference. Resolution 2022-19 directs ACB to join with other partner organizations to demand that the United States Department of Education, USDOE, issue updated and considerably more comprehensive education policy guidance by the end of the year 2024. Resolution 2022-24 directs ACB, along with the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss, the Braille Revival League, Council of Citizens with Low Vision International, and Library Users of America, to strongly urge that the production of the hard-copy large-print version of Talking Book Topics be reinstated, and requests that NLS enter into a dialogue with ACB and its special interest affiliates to resolve this issue. Resolution 2022-25 directs ACB to strongly urge the U.S. Senate to pass the Collins-Shaheen Bill, the Insulin Act, and urges its affiliates and members to contact their senators to advocate for passage of this bill. Resolution 2022-26 directs ACB to encourage all life theater providers to enable theatergoers who are blind or have low vision to receive live audio description for all live performances, except when an undue burden can be demonstrated. Resolution 2022-27 charges the ACB Board and the Advocacy Steering Committee with planning for this organization's housing advocacy and urges ACB's state and local affiliates to become involved in advocating in the area of housing. Resolution 2022-28 
expresses appreciation to the staff of the CHI Health Center and the Omaha Hilton for their hard work and Midwest hospitality. Resolution 2022-29 expresses ACB's heartfelt congratulations and thanks to this year's convention host committee and the men and women of the American Council of the Blind of Nebraska for their enthusiastic welcome, the untold hours of planning and hard work, and the tremendous privilege of bringing our national conference and convention to the Cornhusker State. Resolution 2022-30 sincerely thanks each and every individual volunteer who so selflessly and graciously gave of their time and energy to make this first convention back in person such a success. Resolution 2022-31 expresses ACB's sincere gratitude and extreme appreciation for everyone who put in long hours and assisted to make this first hybrid convention possible including, but not limited to, the convention planning team and the ACB media staff. Summary of the July 1, 2022 Board Meeting by Penny Reader The ACB Board of Directors held its pre-convention meeting as a hybrid event on July 1, 2022. The board meeting was streamed by ACB Media. To hear the recording, visit tinyurl.com slash fwdbpye numeral 5. To read the meeting minutes, visit tinyurl.com slash numeral 2 uxa numerals 59 n numeral 8 and choose the July 1 meeting. The Mission Moment ACB President Dan Spoon and Executive Director Eric Bridges recognize the ACB media team for their hard work planning and producing this hybrid convention. Convention Report ACB Convention Coordinator Janet Dickelman explained that the hybrid nature of this convention had necessitated moving events and activities around and increasing the number of daytime and evening hours when members would need to be available. Janet and Dan assured members that if anyone attending should become ill with COVID, ACB would send an email alert to registered attendees. ACB Media Engagement Policy Regarding Providing Services for Affiliate Conventions The board considered recommendations from the ACB media team under which affiliates can secure the team's streaming and podcasting services for conventions and other special events. Parameters outlined in the proposed policy include defining shared and separate ACB affiliate and media team responsibilities and funding obligations, requiring timely notice of affiliate conventions, collaborating on proposed dates for scheduling conventions, and the scope of ACB media team services, and designating a period of 45 blackout days on either side of the ACB National Convention to permit the media team to concentrate exclusively on convention coverage. The board expects to approve the policy during its fall meeting. Mental Health and Wellness In response to Resolution 2021-34, the Advocacy Steering Committee recommended creating a permanent Mental Health and Wellness Committee. The board approved forming the committee. Pam Shaw will be the chairperson. Dan and Auction Committee Chair Leslie Spoon thanked the board for their contributions to and support of the summer auction. The ACB Leadership List Dan and Deb Lewis told the board that they have developed guidelines for monitoring the ACB Leadership List. 
the goal of revising those rules is to return the list to the purposes its creators had in mind when they set up the list in the late 1990s. They envisioned a discussion list that would focus on blindness and organizational issues. Revised list guidelines are expected to become effective in August. Nancy Marks Becker outlined the stipend which the board had approved in February 2021, which board members can request to assist with expenses associated with attending in-person board meetings. She said that the board stipend of $1,000 per board meeting can be used for air and ground transportation and lodging based on double occupancy. Noting the skyrocketing costs for airfare, Jim Crott offered a motion to increase the stipend to cover any portion of airfare that exceeds $500, assuming that economy-class air transportation is booked at least 30 days in advance of the date of travel. In a close roll-call vote, the board adopted the motion with seven yeas, six nays, and two abstentions. Improving Communications Between ACB Leaders and Affiliates a recurring theme throughout the day-long meeting involved improving ongoing communications between the ACB board and officers and affiliate members and leaders. Referring to recent written exchanges between the Florida Council of the Blind, ACB Next Generation, and the ACB board, Chris Bell asked Dan to briefly outline actions he had taken to respond to the concerns which leaders and both affiliates had expressed. Dan stated that he had met with members of the Florida Council of the Blind's Executive Committee and spoken to their board of directors at their recent meeting, and he had spoken with NextGen President Amanda Selm and Vice President Matt Selm. Both affiliates had conveyed their frustration concerning decisions that appeared to have been made by ACB leadership in an apparent absence of input from affected affiliates or members. He planned to give a more detailed report at the August meeting. Dan noted that the ways we have responded to and coped with the pandemic have generated consequences for our organization that we may be only beginning to understand and address. He explained that ACB's creation of a vibrant community and introduction and adoption of improved communications technologies like Zoom have meant that we find ourselves in a far different place than we were three years ago. Public meetings of the Board of Directors and Board of Publications are made vastly more public by live streaming and podcasts, and as participation on community calls has become a part of their daily routines, members of ACB and the blindness community at large have grown accustomed to hearing what's on people's minds and participating in the discussions which result. To address members' mounting expectations for increased involvement, the Board adopted several motions introduced by Chris Bell. Chris explained, Communication is one thing, and input is another, and they are not the same. We need to go one step further to allow for a formal process for input. I am making a motion, the effect of which will be for us to have an experiment where the board adopts some policies on an interim basis. We will send out some proposed policy changes to the presidents of our affiliates, at the very least, and seek their formal or informal comment over a reasonable period of time. Then the issue will come back to the board, who can then consider those comments and reach an informed final policy decision that will take those comments into consideration. Staff Reports Executive Director's Report Eric shared details regarding ACB Foundation and Corporation grant funding applications and current and projected revenue status. He and the staff are developing a toolkit of briefings, talking points, and meeting guidelines to maximize our communication with donors and foundations. 
The group that manages the building where ACB's national office is currently located has informed ACB that a major building renovation is scheduled for the summer of 2023. Eric and the staff will begin searching for alternative locations for the office. In consultation with Bill Reeder, members of the advisory board and ACB officers, Eric told the board that a decision has been made to decouple communications and development responsibilities within a single managerial position. He will concentrate on recruiting a manager of communications and a separate director of development. Advocacy Report Clark Rockfall stated that ACB's ongoing advocacy for accessible COVID home tests has met with preliminary success with the development of a more accessible iOS app-based home test. He noted that the Department of Health and Human Services would be shipping a number of accessible test kits to the convention. Along with other disability advocacy organizations, ACB has increased and strengthened our advocacy for web accessibility, which will be one of our legislative imperatives in 2023. ACB is urging the Department of Justice, DOJ, to use their existing authority to finalize web access regulations and working with Senator Duckworth, Democrat of Illinois, on legislation that would require DOJ and the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission to create enforceable online accessibility regulations. Clark congratulated advocates in Rhode Island and Massachusetts on securing their governor's signatures on legislation that allows people with disabilities to receive, mark, and return absentee ballots accessibly and electronically. Resource Development Report Dan explained that when Tony Stevens left in June, he and Eric were pleased to find that ACB Advisory Board member Bill Reeder was available and willing to assume interim responsibility for revenue development and fundraising. He will be available for 10 hours each month to do the work associated with development and fundraising, to help with recruiting and training a new director of development, and to assure continuity during the transition period. The board unanimously approved Bill's short-term contract. Bill gave a detailed report to the board. His goals include building a comprehensive gift chart from current donors, comparing donations from current donors to income budget projections, articulating the gap between fundraising actuals and budget expectations, building staff support for the development function, hiring and assisting a new director of development, and coordinating development with other ACB functions. Community and Membership Development Cindy Hollis's report highlighted the support that the ACB community continues to generate. The community has averaged more than 400 calls each month this year. As of June 30, the community had held a total of 8,957 events since March 2020. Financial Reports Chief Financial Officer Nancy Marks Becker told the board that Julie Fisher had been especially busy since starting her job as human resources specialist in March, not only with the HR aspects of her job, but learning about and helping with the convention registration process as well. In March, ACB also hired Chris Sawyer to serve as our thrift store general manager. She encouraged ACB members to introduce themselves to Julie and Chris at convention. Nancy reported that ACB's audit had gone more quickly than ever before, and that ACB received a clean audit. After accepting the staff reports, the board addressed additional agenda items, including the following. Ad Hoc Code of Conduct Procedures Committee 
the recommended revisions will permit complaints to be addressed and resolved quickly. Encourage all parties to rely upon principles of conflict resolution as a first remedy for resolving complaints. And call on a presidentially appointed grievance committee to handle appeals. The board approved the proposed procedural changes on an interim basis, with final approval expected at the fall meeting. The board adopted a documents retention policy. During their discussion, the board adopted a motion made by David Trott that charges the Archives Committee with the goal of determining criteria for protecting ACB's archives. The board will consider their recommendations at the fall board meeting. In closing, the board expressed appreciation for the contributions of Pat Sheehan, Michael Talley, and Jim Crott. Affiliate News Indiana, Ohio, hold joint convention. ACB of Indiana and Ohio will hold their joint convention November 11 to 13, 2022, in Bloomington, Indiana, at the Hilton Garden Inn, 245 North College Ave, Bloomington, Indiana, 47403. Phone 812-331-1335. Room rates are $119 per night plus applicable taxes. Just let the reservation staff know you're with the American Council of the Blind to get the discounted rate. The registration forms for both in-person and virtual attendees can be found on acb-indiana.org. Come for a jam-packed weekend with four mini-sessions, live music, live auction, several breakout sessions featuring very prestigious presenters, and an inspiring keynote and exciting banquet speaker. Don't forget our pre-convention auction November 4th and 5th, where we'll have super nice items up for grabs. The deadline to get room reservations with the discounted rate and to turn in registration forms is October 14, 2022. Join ICB for an amazing concert. If you want to hear amazing piano music and help the Illinois Council of the Blind raise funds for our work, join us on Sunday, November 13 at 7 p.m. Central Time for an awesome 90-minute virtual concert performance by Stephen Solomon, pianist of the stars. For just $25 per household, you'll be able to kick back with your food and beverage of choice, jump on Zoom, and listen to some great music. If you want to listen to samples of Stephen's terrific work, go to either www.pianobystephen.com or www.youtube.com slash pianobystephen and check it out. Note, Stephen is spelled S-T-E-V-E-N. So come join us. You can register and get the Zoom link either by calling the ICB office at 217-523-4967 or online at www.icbonline.org slash concert registration. We thank you in advance for joining us and for your help. Independent Visually Impaired Entrepreneurs Online Business Expo Ivy is offering the following opportunity to business owners and entrepreneurs. If you join in our online business expo, you can describe your products and services. Besides giving a presentation on your products and services, you can pass on contact info and allow time for questions. Ivy members would pay $10 for a half-hour session or $20 for an hour. If you are not an Ivy member, you would pay $25 for a half-hour session or $35 for an hour. Non-members would have the option of having $15 of the payment used to pay Ivy dues. 
the Zoom link would be the same for all those participating. The date is November 12 from 11.45 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern or later. We will introduce all participating vendors at 11.45 a.m. and share information on their specific time slots along with instructions for those attending. There will be a wrap-up with a brief question-and-answer session at the end of the vendor's presentations. For those wishing to purchase a time slot or ask questions, send an email to info at ivie-acb.org with your request to present or exhibit. Please send your business name, product line, your telephone number, and your email address. You will be sent a link for payment and additional information. If you wish to attend the Ivy Online Business Expo, there is no cost. However, please send an email to register so we can send you the Zoom call details. Send the email request to info at ivie-acb.org or contact Artis Bazin via phone 818-238-9321. Sagebrush 2023 National BEP Training Conference Announcement the RSVA Sagebrush National BEP Training Conference will begin on Monday, February 6th with Sagebrush registration at 1 p.m. This year's theme is Sagebrush, Betting on a Better Future. The conference wraps up on Friday, February 10th with our special golf outing. Registrants will have the opportunity to earn Continuing Education Units, CEUs. Please spread the word. The conference will be held at the Golden Nugget Hotel in downtown Las Vegas. Room reservations must be made directly with the hotel. 1-800-331-5731. Special room rates apply Sunday, February 5 to Saturday, February 11, 2023. A fee for one-night stay will be charged when you register for your room. When booking reservations over the phone, it is essential to give the group code GSRSV23 to ensure the group rates and other amenities are applied. To book online, go to tinyurl.com slash numeral 4 RF numeral 4 CH numeral 7 V. All who attend the event in person and register by January 1 will have their name entered into a drawing for a free registration for the 2024 event. Conference updates will be placed on the RSVA website www.randolph-shepherd.org. To receive the registration form via email or ask for more information, contact RSVA by email rsva at randolph-shepard.org. The in-person registration fee is $200. After January 1, it goes up to $250. Virtual attendee registration is $100. Here and There, edited by Cynthia G. Hawkins. The announcement of products and services in this column does not represent an endorsement by the American Council of the Blind, its officers, or staff. Listings are free of charge for the benefit of our readers. The ACBE Forum cannot be held responsible for the reliability of the products and services mentioned. To submit items for this column, send a message to slovering at acb.org or phone the National Office at 1-800-424-8666 and leave a message in Sharon Lovering's mailbox. Information must be received at least two months ahead of publication date. Ski for Light 2023 
the 48th annual Ski for Light International Week will take place from Sunday, January 29 through Sunday, February 5, 2023, in Granby, Colorado. Ski for Light, an all-volunteer nonprofit, organizes an annual week-long event where blind and mobility-impaired adults enjoy the sport of cross-country skiing. The event attracts approximately 250 skiers, guides, and volunteers from throughout the United States, as well as international participants. Each participant is paired with an experienced, sighted, cross-country skier who acts as ski instructor and on-snow guide. This winter, attendees will ski and stay at Snow Mountain Ranch, part of the YMCA of the Rockies, located near Winter Park. In addition to skiing on 100 kilometers of wide and wonderfully groomed Nordic trails, participants will have the opportunity to compete in the Olav Peterson Race and Rally and enjoy many off-snow activities. Registration forms are now available at www.sfl.org. For more information, contact Bob Hart via email, b-o-b-m-h-a-r-t-t at gmail.com or call him at 703-851-8149. Potential Diabetic Macular Edema Treatment AbbVie, Regenex Bios, RGX314, gene therapy candidate, has the potential to address a key unmet need for drugs that reduce patient burden for diabetic macular edema, DME, patients, namely multiple hospital visits for treatment. If approved, RGX314 would be a one-time treatment. Job Seekers Toolkit American Printing House for the Blind's Connect Center and Ensight have created a Job Seekers Toolkit, an accessible, self-paced, free online training course to assist individuals to develop career exploration and job-seeking skills. The course provides five 60-minute sessions that cover self-awareness, career exploration tools and resources, the preliminary employment process, the interview, and maintaining employment. To learn more, visit communities.nonprofitleadershipalliance.org slash n-s-i-t-e community slash home. JAWS and Zoom Text Update the JAWS Student Edition and Zoom Text Student Edition are now available for purchase via the American Printing House APH website. For more information, contact APH Customer Service at 1-800-223-1839 or cs at aph.org. Freedom Scientific has created training for teachers and support staff. Visit www.freedomscientific.com teachers. Free and accessible training for the tech sector. Fable Pathways is a free, on-demand, accessible skill-building program for people with disabilities interested in working in the tech sector. These courses are delivered by people with disabilities for people with disabilities. Sign up at www.fablepathways.com. For more information, email community at makeitfable.com or call 1-888-212-3532. Have you ever wondered just what these emoji things look like? Check out Emoji Tactile Graphics, Names, Meanings, and Tactile Graphics. It's available in UEB and includes 97 tactile illustrations. 
It will give you the names and meanings of these 97 emoji, as well as the tactile version. Are you working on a document for school or work and need some help with design? Take a look at Judy Dixon's Designing Documents for Appearance, using a screen reader to create eye-catching newsletters, flyers, certificates, and more. It's available in Braille, BRF, DAISY, or Word. In this book, you'll learn how to make visually appealing documents using Microsoft Word, JAWS, and NVDA. It goes from basic design to sharing your work online. Are you or a student you know studying history and or geography? Then Tactile Map of the United States of America may be helpful. It's a full-color tactile map of the United States, with Braille state abbreviations and larger dots indicating the state capitals. A key includes the full state names and their capitals. Over in the children's section, the newest book is Thunderboy Jr. by Sherman Alexie and Juji Morales. It's available in UEB for ages 4 to 8. Also new is Also by E.B. Goodale. It's available in UEB for ages 4 to 7. This book is an ode to the way memories allow us to be in many places at once. For more information, call toll-free 1-800-548-7323 or visit tinyurl.com slash numeral 3 M S Z numerals 54 CT. High-Tech Swap Shop To submit items for this column, send your For Sale, Looking For, or Free to Good Home announcements to Sharon Lovering, info at acb.org or call her at 202-467-5081. For sale. Enhanced Vision Amigo Portable Handheld Magnifier. Gently used. It has a 6.5-inch LCD screen and magnification up to 14x. Contains extra battery and carrying case. Asking $150. Contact Lisa at 612-743-7348 for additional information. For sale, Braille Note Touch. Comes with case and charger. In good condition. No damage. Asking $1,500 or best offer. Serious inquiries only. No charge for shipping within the U.S. Contact Stephanie via email. sbaccay at gmail.com or phone 815-508-6514. ACB Officers President, Dan Spoon, Second Term, 2023 3924 Lake Mirage Boulevard, Orlando, Florida, 32817-1554 First Vice President, Deb Cook-Lewis, First Term, 2023 1131 Liberty Drive, Clarkston, Washington, 99403 Second Vice President Ray Campbell, second term, 2023. 216 Prestwick Road, Springfield, Illinois, 62702-3330. Secretary Denise Colley, second term, 2023. 26131 Travis Brook Drive, Richmond, Texas, 77406-3990. Treasurer David Trott. Final term, 2023. 1018 East Street South, Talladega, Alabama, 
3510-35160. Immediate past president, Kim Charlson. 57 Grandview Avenue, Watertown, Massachusetts, 02472. ACB Board of Directors. Christopher Bell, Pittsburgh, North Carolina. First term, 2024. Jeff Bishop, Kirkland, Washington. Second term, 2024. Donna Brown, Romney, West Virginia. First term, 2024. Gabriel Lopez Cafati, Miami Lakes, Florida. First term, 2026. Terry Pacheco, Silver Spring, Maryland. First term, 2026. Doug Powell, Falls Church, Virginia. Second term, 2024. Rachel Schroeder, Springfield, Illinois. First term, 2026. Kenneth Semyon Sr., Beaumont, Texas. First term, 2024. Connie Sims, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. First term, 2026. Jeff Tom, Sacramento, California. Second term, 2026. ACB Board of Publications. Katie Frederick, Chair, Worthington, Ohio. First term, 2023. Cheryl Cummings, Boston, Massachusetts. First term, 2023. Zelda Gebhard, Edgeley, North Dakota. Second term, 2024. Penny Reeder, Montgomery Village, Maryland. Third term, 2024. Gachet Wells, Jacksonville, Florida. First term, 2024. Accessing your ACB, Braille, and eForums. The ACB eForum may be accessed by email on the ACB website via download from the webpage in Word, plain text, or Braille-ready file, or by phone at 518-906-1820. To subscribe to the email version, contact Sharon Lovering, S-L-O-V-E-R-I-N-G, at acb.org. The ACB Braille Forum is available by mail, in Braille, large print, NLS-style digital cartridge, and via email. It is also available to read or download from ACB's webpage and by phone 518-906-1820. Subscribe to the podcast versions from your second-generation Victor Reader stream or from https colon slash slash p-i-n-e-c-a-s-t dot com slash feed slash acb dash braille dash forum dash and dash e dash forum.